It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. A lot of dissension in this country right now. Don't worry, I don't get political. We don't have to worry about that. But whatever's going on in this country, it's odd deal, you know? I just don't like when foreigners start interjecting. I was doing a gig in Toronto. I got a couple buddies and a Canadian. We're doing a few shows together, having a couple drinks afterwards. One of my buddies goes, yeah, you're President Trump. I wouldn't want to have him run in our country. Uh, I couldn't even bite my tongue. I'm like, bro, I don't even know who your guy is. I want to put this in perspective, all right? I'm in your country, and I don't even know who the guy is. By the way, my guy is in charge of your country, too. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. Canada. Are you kidding me? I love the Canadians, but let's be honest. 80% of the entire Canadian population lives within 50 miles of the American border. You understand what I'm saying? They're hovering over the velvet ropes, dying to get in. That is so funny. And I've got that's of course is Pete Coriel, who also thinks that's very funny. Uh, Pete has also got a great uh, podcast with uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. And he used to live on Long Island. He did not tell me the town, but he doesn't live there anymore. That's all you Oakdale, baby. I grew up in Oakdale. Oakdale. Long- yeah. Dal- what did you do to the- You left and Dallin collapsed. Is there a relation? I know. I used to grow up playing at hide and seek in Dallin College. What do they have there? Do you ever go back? Uh, I haven't been back. I went back. I was writing on a show for Kevin James, the comedian. We were filming on Long Island. They had a studio. With Mike Loftus? Yes, my yes. boy Mikey. Yeah, yeah, dear friend of mine. And, uh, one weekend, I didn't go back. I lived outside of Buffalo now, so I usually fly home. But I didn't go back home. I stayed on Long Island, and I'm like, I'm going to go back to where I grew up and drive around. Like, Oakdale. I even went to my elementary school. On, it was Sunday, and I'm looking through the window. And I lived on a dead-end street called Pepperidge Road. I don't care. I'll say it, right? And, I'm, and I drive down my dead-end street. There's only like five houses on each side of it. It's uh, south of Montauk, right by Great sure. South Bay. This guy comes out, and he looks at me. He goes, Corielli? I said, yeah. I go, yeah, I'm sorry. I grew up here. He goes, no, I know. I'm the guy who bought the house. So if your family, uh, years and wow. Years ago, I, and he goes, want to come inside, take a look? And he let me go back in my house and walk around. Like I go in my bedroom. His son's in there. His son's like 18. He's watching TV with his girlfriend. You know, like I'm walking in in my, <laughs> in my late 40s. How you doing, fella? I grew up in here. Yeah. He, he's looking at me like, get the hell out of my house. Right. Dude. How did, who invited yeah. you in? Yeah. Um, so, so Pete, so you used to live there, but now you live in a remote location. I've never been there, but I, Fredonia is in, it's in the SUNY system, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Fredonia college. I actually, ironically enough, went to college there years ago. How do you handle the winter? Oh, isn't it brutal? It's not that it's not as bad as you think. And you use a moisturizer constantly. (laughs) No, it's no, it's annoying. We get like three inches every day, you know, just, just enough that you got to pull out the shovel every day, every day, every day. But like. The snow is like a non-issue in Buffalo. I mean, last year they had more snow because I did a show for the guys that clear the snow. Yeah. They had a big convention for all the guys that clear snow at airports, and they had it in Buffalo, and they had an award show. And I did a show for all these guys at Corporate Gate, and they said that Buffalo had more snow than anywhere, including Anchorage, Alaska, and all the states last year. And But they get it off, Bri. I'm telling you, man, within a half hour. They're my, done. Yeah, my parents were visiting with snow. My father's like, we're never going to get out of here tomorrow. I go, Dad, it's going to be like butter. They're going to scrape this stuff up before you know it. Dad. And they did. Oh, it's beautiful. See, it's amazing because I was at the Super Bowl when Dallas had to get snow for the first time. Yeah. You have never – it was like the biggest calamity ever. Right. It was worse than the uh, – 
the the tidal wave that hit Indonesia, you would never see it. The, the place was falling apart. The ice was coming down. People yeah. were getting hit by icicles. If you're not ready for it. Yeah, it's all what you're used to. Like, I used to go vacation in Maine, and there was this lake that was freezing. And I could barely go in. i just dip a toe and come out and hang out. It drove me nuts. It was out by Ball Harbor. Canadians would come down. I was looking at my wife going, look at them. They're acting like it's Miami. They're, like, playing <laughs> Marco Polo in there. Right. That's so just what you're used to, you know? So how do you handle this politically correct climate that we're oh, in right yeah, now? I know you're going to ask that, bro. You ask everybody that. Right, but, That's what but, you do. But I listen you to, go to up... you every morning, bro. I get up at about 620. My wife's already making breakfast for my kid. I pop you on Sirius XM, start back at 6 a.m. Okay. Boom. Take you right in all morning, you know. Love the 8 o'clock recap because then we go hard on the Biden stuff again. We come back with more of that. So you know the whole Fox and Friends format. Oh, God, I know the whole you thing. You could produce the show. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm dying. I was hoping to run into Ainsley in the hallway just so she could tell me she's happy that I was born. You know what I mean? All right, I'm he, glad that I was born. Here, here it is. Yeah. I'm so glad you were born. I know. <laughs> oh, I want it face to face. So glad I love how sometimes you were born. Ducey gets a little CNN on us. Just a tad. Drives me nuts. You ever hear him when he gets a little, well, we don't know. How have... to get him out of there. Get him out of the room. He's getting too soft to Grandpa. Get him out. Right. So you put them back in check. You're like, oh, okay, really? Really? Were they talking about the weather? Is that what? Please, please. Well, we don't know, Brian. Well, you yeah. do watch. But I will say this. I mean, there are certain things that, you know, you could say one would say or some people say. Mm-hmm. But let's be obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk to the Hunter Biden situation, yeah. most of the country knew nothing about it in 2020. Now the polls are overwhelming. Like 65 percent said Joe was doing something illegally with his son. Right. From 2020, they go, what laptop? I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, his, who, he doesn't even have a son, Hunter. Things have certainly changed about that story. Is it worthy of the stage yet? I mean, can you feel, do you feel as though if you're traveling the country doing something, you're going to be in Irvine, California, right? Yeah. Can yeah. you do that in Irvine and say, do you have any Hunter material? Do I have any Hunter Hunter material? crack hookers. <laughs> I mean. Exactly. Well, actually, I, I got to say, I was filming with me and a, a comedian buddy of mine. We're filming on, in Florida recently. I don't have any, like, per se Hunter Biden stuff. But the camera guy, he kept sniffing. And I was just about to drive the ball. And I look up. I go, guy, with the sniffing, are you serious? Like, I'm playing with Hunter Biden over here. And boom. Everybody laughs because, like, it's already a thing now. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. So, so the- But overall. Uh, no, I don't really have any hunter. I do stuff about the president being old because that's kind of like it's it's not really political. You, is he old? Because oh, come yes, on. yesterday he told two story, the same story mm-hmm. about why he ran for president. Evidently, Charlottesville. He has some fiction about what actually took place there. He said that's when I realized I had to run. A minute went by. He told the same exact story verbatim, according right. to the Politico reporter, not me or anybody yeah. else. Tell me that's not a problem. Is that yeah. a problem? It is a problem, but sometimes, Brian, it's not even his age. It's like the, 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 he was doing – it's almost – I almost wish he wasn't old sometimes just so he could be called on And what's the bigger problem. Is that just the, the flip-flop and the changing – I mean, looking in the camera saying you get caught with a little bit of drugs, you're going to jail forever. That much, whatever it was. <clears> that <throat> much, that much. In the 90s. And, and yeah, and now you can't – you can't get the guy to look in a camera and just say, Mr. President, don't you think then your own son should be in jail? Like, just answer it. Even the debates. People lie in the debates, and then they move on to the next question. I know. What is the point of the debate? You know, you could say, why are you wearing a white shirt? I'm not wearing a white shirt. It's black. Next question. Back How in long are we going to stay on this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's I know. ridiculous. Well, that's what happened. I mean, if you look back, we used this a few times on the Saturday Night Show, which you also like, yes. 9 o'clock, One Nation. Uh, we played back. Joe Biden basically lied his way through that entire debate. 
with help from moderators. Right. And now, two years later, we all know it's all it's all fiction. Number one is I don't know anything about my son's overseas business dealings. It matters. Fifty one Intel experts said this was uh, this was classic Russian disinformation. Right. Can you imagine knowing that it's your son's laptop with the Bo Biden sticker on it, the right. Bo Biden Foundation, right. and then going. Yeah, 51 right. intel experts right. said it's classic Russian disinformation. I know. Well, no, I mean, look, we all know, but it's right. We're literally going to have to catch they him. They fell into the White House. He's going to have to be putting money in a sack, like literally money in a sack, and we're looking at him, and the money has to be marked from the countries it came from for anyone to remotely think what he did is, is being involved. It's like he's getting a free pass, and there's nothing you can do about do it. Do you think on some level MSNBC and CNN and ABC and CBS all want Trump to win? Because did you see oh, when, wow. when Trump gets indicted, when he gives a press conference, whatever he does, yeah. has a town hall, they have something to talk about wall to wall. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, from a business standpoint, that's probably true. What I wanted to ask you, though, is do you think – like, like, let's say hypothetically, you know, your wife crashes the car and it's costing you a lot of money and you forgive her. But then every time another bill comes in, you're getting mad and you're trying to bite your tongue. Do you think there's ever times Biden says to Hunter through all this, the president looks at the, his son and says, you, you, you got this freaking laptop. What the hell are you thinking? You're oh, killing me. I, I mean, how stupid are you? <laughs> Could you be that stupid? Or like, like, how could you not? And Jill separates, has to play, I'll pull him off him. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I, I thought, I, you know what? You are the, I, me and you are probably the only ones to say that. I always said that to me. Can you imagine the moment when he realized right. that the laptop was left there and it was his and they have everything. They probably thought they were finished. They had no idea that Zuckerberg, right. everybody else was going to rally to make sure this, uh, uh, this unbelievably true story was labeled as false. I know. Think about it. I know. And this uh, that one moment when he realized you did what? I know. And then as John Stewart, I think, kid around or no, Jimmy Kimmel go- said, yeah. "How about Apple Care next time? <laughs> How about getting? A- <laughs> Would you, you ever think about that?" And they were kidding. The guy did a book tour, which is the most in-your-face thing you could do. I got away with it. Now I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to go do all the networks. I know. Who does all of it, man? All of it. It drives me nuts. I, I mean, at least even now they're making him go into court. He wanted to do it from home. It never ends. It's unbelievable. Right. So he he was supposed to go into court. They they are making him go in. Yeah. No, I saw that finally. Right. Yeah. So, um, by the way, you're going to be at the Irvine Improv, whether you want to or not, on the 25th. Yes, I got a whole uh, big tour coming up. On the 28th, you're going to go from there over to Rochester. Who booked this? Well, I live only two hours away, so I figured out. No, I'd I know, but in. you got to go from California all the way back? Yes. Well, yeah, I got to do some stuff out in Cali, then I come back, all right. do a quick show there. And then you're going to be in the Vault, uh, TV. You're naming all the comedy clubs later. It's all. I'm Who would doing, you rather I name? Well, no, I'm doing some comedy clubs before the tour gets going. And then I got uh, Pete Corielli, the Authentic Tour. I'm doing a bunch of theaters. So that's I'm playing more the important. Paramount out on Long Island. You get out of here. You got to come out to that if you're not doing a show well, at uh, 9 o'clock on a, on a Saturday night. Lord knows what you. You're probably doing something from your garage. Hardest working man in showbiz, unbelievable. It, it sounds a little bit of an attack rather than a, sl- a no, salute. No, bro, it's a it's compliment. Sat- yeah. I don't. That's not you, how I'm taking it. No, are you kidding me? Okay, one of my fine. favorite people. Every right. morning I listen. Baby. All right, so I, so you don't want me to read this? So no, you go ahead. You want me to read this? No, okay, go ahead. Whatever okay. you want, Brian. No, I love to do your tour too, but I'm just saying you do want people October. You do want people October 13th 
at the Comedy Vault in Illinois. Yes, right? that would be great. You do want people on the – so that's the 14th. The other two shows, same Comedy Vault. Yeah. And then you're going to be at the City Winery over in Boston on the 27th and on the 28th at Ridgefield Playhouse in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Absolutely. But you have something bigger. It's this tour. Tell me about this tour. Well, no, no. Now you get into – those shows are part of the tour. Yes. You sure? Yes. Okay, great. Yes, yes. So how do you feel about that? You're going to be away a long time. Uh, no, I come home during the week, so, you know, it's all right. You, know, you got to do what you got to do. I was home all summer, which is fun, but then... You are got, you married? you have children? I got a six-year-old, I mean, a 10-year-old daughter, and I've been married for, like, years now, yeah, so... Right. We, we didn't she's, have a, a, she's okay with this comedy thing. Did she know she was marrying a comedian? Yes. I was just starting out when we got together, and... Did you have another job? Yeah, I worked front desk at a hotel in New York City, you know, so I did that. And then I remember I was at the point where uh, I got a chance to be the front desk supervisor at night at the hotel, which would, could eventually lead to a GM job. And I would see a hotel. We owned six of them. I'd see these young hotel GMs. They got a place in the hotel, yeah. bopping around the lobby in beautiful suits. I'm like, maybe this is the life. I like this, you know. But then when I was going to start this job, I was going to have to work nights, and I wouldn't be able to do stand-up comedy. I wasn't getting paid to do stand-up comedy. Right. I was even mopping and sweeping at a comedy club in New York City for free. I had a college education, and here I am mopping and sweeping so I could get on last every right. night. So I remember it was the night before I was going to take the job, and then my wife, of all people, goes, what are you going to do? Is that what you want to do? You're going to be miserable. And uh, I never looked back, man. I'm so glad I didn't. So that is so much better than the, I know you thought you married a hotel general manager, but you're actually married a struggling comedian. <laughs> right. She yes. was the one who pushed you. I know. And you know how I know I did the right thing, Bri? Because I have never heard you interview a hotel GM. <laughs> so I never would have been true. here, baby. They are so hard to book. <laughs> and they are always busy. Yeah, And yeah. The, our hours just don't line up. Uh, all right. So uh, I should say that uh, Pete is going to be on the show this uh, this weekend, Saturday night. Uh, we, we follow Mark Levin, 9 o'clock on One Nation. Pete Corielli, uh, stand-up comedian. Also, your podcast with Sebastian. Yes. Going on over 300 episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. We usually do about one a week, every hour. Uh, me and Sebastian Mascalco. We started out, geez, about 10 years ago. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but like he sells out Madison Square Garden, you know? He, so. used, to, he used to come in here. Allison, right? Allison comes in. Allison goes, this oh. guy, Sebastian, is amazing. Yeah. He'll come in. And you got him in. And, yeah, we saw him at Bananas in Hackensack And Chris Mazzilli was his manager at yeah, the time. Yeah, Mazzilli, yeah. Yeah, so I've known Chris for a long time from soccer days. Oh, okay. And he used to come in, and, and before he was just great, uh, but not superstardom yet. Right. And the only thing that struck me, you're probably the same way. I go to see him at Governor's, uh-huh. and he gets to the door and shakes everybody's hand at the end. Yes. I'm sure he can't do that now. No. That's his credit card. <laughs> but, but how great is that? He kills it, sells it out probably twice, right. and then shakes everybody's hand. Yeah. That's the attitude you need. Right? I know. I know. I actually started doing that more and more when I met him because he would do it. And then now when I, I do it all the time, as much as I can as well, like Paramount gets a little tricky. But then, you know, you meet somebody that, like, came a long way, you know, because in my head, you know, I, you don't travel far unless it's Billy Joel. I mean, come on, what are you doing for me? You came far, but they do they sometimes, do. you know, and you're like, gosh, imagine I didn't come out here. That would have been terrible. So you're right. so glad you did. And they love it, right? So uh, does that mean you're going to come out of the Fox News building and shake hands out on the sidewalk? I just try to, duck the, I try to duck the protesters. <laughs> I'm, I'm in hostile territory now. Pete you, Corielli, thanks so much. Don't move. We've got a couple more minutes in a moment. And then, of course, we're going to go downstairs. Uh, and rehearse. We have big rehearsal for the 9 o'clock show on Saturday. Back in a moment. 
Brian Kilmeade. Working up a sweat to bring you the latest news and opinion. It's hard to look good and make sense when people are staring at your sweaty body. Try not to stare. It's Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Never see people put the airline snacks in their bag for later. Oh, my. How white trash is that? What the? How does that even play out, man? Like, are you on your couch at home and your wife's like, I'd love a snack. And you're like, well, get the Delta pretzels, baby. <laughs> Pete, the hardest part was uh, Joey was going through all your material to produce you for well, One Nation Saturday. Yeah. He's like, I can't pick it. It was just hysterical. Oh, that's He nice, just had the guys. best... I mean, you, you've yeah. been, obviously, you enjoy yourself when you're on stage when you're doing that. I right? try to be conversational, but, like, well-written, crafted stuff, but I, tr- I don't like to be someone who's, like, seemingly performing for you. But right. that bit right there about that, like, you fly. Yeah. So when you guys get frustrated in the news about people thinking differently than us, which drives me nuts, how could they? All you got to do is walk into a Walmart or on a flight. Like, are, these, are we even all the same species something i saw a dude sitting indian style in the airport the other day right in front of the gate indian style he's dressed nice eating his salad chairs everywhere <laughs> i mean what is going on and some stuff writes itself well, i said to my wife i go you ever we were in walmart the other day i go guy you ever look around walmart and just think i can't believe some of these people's vote counts as much as mine <laughs> <laughs> i said on stage i'm sorry well you feel it's yeah. just so therapeutic for you too because you're thinking it Real quick, David Brooks, a known writer in the yes. New York Times, uh, best-selling author. He's been on here before. Went to Newark Airport, and he, right. he orders a meal. It cost him $78. He goes, a burger and fries cost me $78. Took a picture and tweeted it out. They followed up. And they go, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They actually looked at the cut of the fry and figured out where he got it from. Found Some crazy person found out what he spent it on. And they posted it. It was $78 because he had two whiskeys. Oh, my God. So now they're killing him online because he had two whiskeys. Inflation was the story, but he kind of blew that up. He kind of blew that up. Do you do that? he blow it up? It almost, you know, defended the inflation because you're like, wow, a burger, fries, and two whiskeys for 78? <laughs> That's not bad. I, I think I'm going to bring my family. <laughs> Where is that place, yeah? And it must be Top Shelf Whiskey because he forgot he even ordered it. Hey, uh... To get tickets to his show, where do we find you? Have one site we got com is the best place to get all your tickets for my shows. Really? Yes. Do you get additional revenue from that? No, or just not make at it all. easy. You make it easy. You it's should right work there. out where it costs more to go to your website. <laughs> we got to get. We got to make sure you can retire soon. Uh, right? Yeah, well, I don't have time for that yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Pete. We'll see you Saturday night, nine o'clock. Thanks, Brian. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.